The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Eight minutes after eight, and uh, thank you so much for staying with us. If you've just joined us, welcome to the Forum at Eight. Now, one of South Africa's uh, digital news sources, News24, will close its comment section from tomorrow. Now, according to the publication, they will switch off the comments on articles as a default, and it will implement a different approach in handling user contributions. News24's editor-in-chief, Andrew Trench, says that each day the tone and substance of many of the comments appeared increasingly at odds with the mission of editorial excellence. And some months ago, Reuters and Huffington Post also ended comments on news stories saying that conversations have moved to social media platforms where users uh, police themselves. And uh, this morning we are asking whether freedom of speech online has gone too far uh, because of no policing. So that's the question we are grappling with. And our guest, uh, Andrew Trench, who is News24's editor-in-chief, thanks for speaking to us this morning. And we also have with us uh, the head of programs at uh, Media Monitoring Africa, Wellington Radu. Thanks for coming through. Good morning, Sakina, and thank you for having me. Andrew, let me start with you. Uh, perhaps just to put into perspective, you know, this decision that uh, News24 has taken. Why? And also, you know, uh, the, the, the first uh, knee-jerk response to that will be, uh, this is curtailing freedom of expression, freedom of speech. Well, I mean, let me go with the first part of it, so before the second. I mean, I mean, the reasons for it I mean, are, are, are multi-fold. Um, uh, we've been watching um, the international trends. I mean, you've referred to some of them in, in your international remarks, you know, and how um, you know, the major sort of news organizations have changed their approach and how they deal with commentary and engagement with the content on, on their sites. Um, you know, we've also been, uh, you know, really kind of investing quite heavily over the last, I mean, since around April, you know, in a lot more sort of original journalism and, um, you know, what we'd like to kind of regard as, as high-quality um, journalism on, on News24. Um, and and we've also, you know, are very, very aware, you know, that a lot of the comments that um, have, you know, have been made on, on News24 in the past and have continued to be made, I mean, up until today, you know, I mean, already kind of at odds with, um, the sort of quality offering that we're trying to um, provide to our users, and you know, and you know, the kind of experience that we're trying to create on on News Twenty Four, and you know, it became increasingly concerning to us that you know that our audience and and many people who might want to come to the website were were saying to us that you know we really don't want to come there anymore because we found that uh, you know what's been said in that space by and large is very alienating. Um, yeah, we find it offensive, um, and we regarded that as, as something that could potentially be very damaging to us um, going forward. So we've, probably, you know, so we've changed our, our policy on how we handle this. And then on to the second part of your question mm-hmm. around the, the, you know, the free speech issues. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think these are kind of overstated, really. You know, I mean, I mean, ever since um, News Twenty Four has had comments, it's had a comments policy which has you know, provided guidelines about what's considered to be appropriate. Um, um, uh, of engagement on our site. Um, I mean, that's not peculiar to News24. I mean, every major news website globally and certainly in South Africa has a similar policy. Um, and uh, I mean, and those policies, I mean, you know, for better or for worse, you know, I mean, are actually more restrictive than the constitutional limitations on on free speech, you know. And I mean, our view is that 
this is our platform and it's you know it's our space to kind of like determine the sort of like the tone of the conversation that we can um you know is correct for the audience that we're trying to serve. You know, and it's not that we have you know put providing you know no opportunity whatsoever for people to comment. I mean there's still plenty of opportunities for people to comment and engage and share their views, you know. I mean we've mm-hmm. decided that yeah, we can't dial in this back a bit now. No, but the way things uh, currently work, does someone actually, one of your staff members, do they actually read the comments uh, that are posted? Or do people just, uh, you know, comment at will uh, and it just goes into this black hole where anyone can just say whatever they want to say? No, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, I mean like I said before, I mean, we have a comments policy. Um, our approach um, up until this point has been not to pre-moderate uh, comments prior to publication. Um, I mean, for a variety of reasons. I mean, some of them legal reasons. Um, uh, so what we do is we require users to um, you know, log in using a Facebook profile prior to uh, placing a comment. Every comment um, has a sort of uh, a flagging facility, so any other user that thinks that a comment that's been made is um, inappropriate can sort of use that, um, press that button and you know, flag it um, for our moderators and we will then go and have a look and say, okay, we think that that comment is in line with our policy or not in line with our policy and take a view on, on taking it down. And then um, and then there are people that you know, that look at the sort of, you know, the of our general contribution um, throughout the day. But I mean, our policy up until now has been like, you know, really, if you don't breach our, our policy in a very clear way, um, I mean, if you're not advocating hate speech or new environments and, and, and so on, yeah, that we would let you have your stay, you know. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of what people have is not very pretty. And um, uh, um, Wellington, Radu, uh, you are the head of programs at Media Monitoring Africa. What's your reaction to this particular move? Look, um, when the news broke on Tuesday, I think uh, the first sort of like knee-jerk reaction would be, but what does this mean for free expression? Um, but the more you think about it, the more you realize that it actually does not necessarily stifle free ex- expression. Uh, and the reason for it is because in a constitutional democracy like ours, um, obviously freedom of expression has to be promoted and protected. But what's more important is that within the very same constitutional democracy, media is essentially, um, at least in a way, uh, operates within the frameworks of the Constitution and also within ethical parameters. And specifically for print media, that's essentially looking at the press code and how they regulate the media. Now, if you look at what News24 did, what they essentially did was to just make the very same decision that they essentially make when they look at features to publish and not to publish. So it's a decision to say, okay, this is our space, uh, this is what we allow and this is what we don't allow. And that is not necessarily something that stifles free expression. Uh, and also the other thing is that they are offering other options that uh, at least readers can engage with their content. So they are not necessarily cutting that space. But what be what would be interesting, though, is to, to kind of look at the way that they have done it because to leave the sort of like moderation to be done by international companies like Facebook, for example, might be might seem a bit problematic to other people because you're looking at an international organization that does have a platform that's used in South Africa um, 
but perhaps some of the terms and conditions might not necessarily suit the particular conditions that South Africa offers. So that's something that has to be to be at least looked at. Well, we're going to open the lines. I see people already calling, uh, uh, really chomping at the bit to weigh in on this. Uh, the question we are asking is, has a freedom of speech online gone too far uh, because there's no policing? And of course, you know, people say all sorts of things online, uh, but uh, should that be curtailed? Should they not be allowed to say what it is that they want to say, provided, of course, it is within the parameters of uh, the Constitution? So what are your views on this? particular matter. We're in conversation with Andrew Trench, who is uh, the editor-in-chief at uh, News24, and also William Radu, who is head of programs at Media Monitoring Africa. Do you think that this is an infringement on your rights uh, if you don't have the opportunity to comment and say what it is that you would like to say about any particular story? Hassan Logat in Joba, good morning. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Sakina, part of the problem that we face, and we work with mining communities, we've got a very active online community, but talking to itself. Every time we try to get those stories into the mainstream media, uh, it's always to contest the dominant view. So nothing for for poor people has changed very much. I mean, the other day, I tried to interest one of the media houses in a discussion about Gaza will be uninhabitable by 2020, a United Nations report. No one discusses that. So for me, you, we almost have a disjuncture. We don't even discuss what's happening in the social communities. In other countries, what happens in, in, in social media on their own becomes a news item. In this country, we have a real difficulty to get that to be so. So I don't think it should be police, simply put. But the discussion that unites us all must be held, and that's the importance of public broadcasting. It gets us to discuss issues of national importance together so we can get a consensus to move forward. But I fear not much has changed. But if you ask me the question, there should be no policing. There should be more freedom, but on the real issues. Okay, thank you so much, Hassan Logat in Joburg. Eddie in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Satina. Um, I think um, that, that gentleman there, the editor, is the most hated guy now for the past two days now. Sakina, <laughs> um, um, look, um, I've, of course, Becker, the owner of NASPAS and, 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 and the owner of News24 and all these guys, is an astute businessman who, when you work closely with him, he's ahead of his time. This is the comment I've always given him. But his lieutenants, the people that work for him, they've got a slant, Sakina, that is Africans, that is anti-black, that is um, foments basically some kind of hate speech. I'll tell you why. News twenty four the the digital um, thing. Any comment that um, any story that is written on there, um, you go in there and check the comments. And I'm happy that Trent says there is a moderator because I've always asked the guys, is there a moderator on, on News twenty four? Because at the end of the day, Sakina, what happens is a story comes on, people comment, most of the comments from white people basically, and you can pick up, are hate speech. And then when they say they all comments are closed, are now closed, what they do is they've cleaned all the sober comments or comments from black people that are responding to the hate speech from white people, and now they leave those white guys who, the, 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 most, the most common ones are, Black people breed, they don't make babies, they breed. Black people don't uh, pay taxes, they, 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 
they 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 fleece or what they call this um they 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 are leeches and, and so on and so on and and I look at that and I'm thinking is there a moderator on this so but going moving on Sakina my thing is this um I think News 24 has always been there maybe to to help the people vent because there seems to be a lot of anger around that 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 you see and people go on there and vent. And then to, to, to cut it off at the end, um, there, is, there has been a story about the self-made millionaire young man, the 23-year-old man. Um, I was actually speaking to my friend this morning and saying, you know, you know News 24 and the media in general, but specific the NASPAS group, when they write a story about a black guy who's rich, there's always a slant that says, plant a seed in people's minds that this guy cannot have made his millions in a proper way, in a hard-working way. So the comment was, a self-made millionaire has got a friend who's a murderer. And I'm thinking, well, if a black guy is a millionaire and he's self-made, where is the factory that makes white millionaires generally? Because for me, all millionaires are self-made because they are self So basically, at the end of the day, the Media 24 and News 24 has always had this Africana slant, the Red October, where they support basically everything that is Africans. And I've worked so, for NASPAS. Yeah, yeah, so you was, yeah? you're basically saying that um, uh, News 24 is complicit in uh, basically... Uh, exactly, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying, Sakina. I've worked, like I started off with my comment that, Coach Becker, I've always worked closely with him, and I've always said he's well ahead of his time because his innovations, when you look at companies like Tencent in China and so on, he's an astute businessman, but he's left tenants, the people that work for him. Um, they support, for example, I've never heard News okay. 24 or NASPAS supporting uh, causes that are in the black communities. They, he, can, he can inform me All that right. But Eddie? if you've got the KKNK and all these people being supported by NASPOS, basically saying it's a, an Africana culture, you get what I'm saying? All right, we got that. Uh, I've got to move on to other callers. Thanks for that. Let's go to uh, Martha D, who's also in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Fatina, and good morning to the listeners. Are we discussing the media, social media, right? Yes. Yes. You know what, Fatina? I think social media has gone too far. At first, I saw that it was people expressing their views about something, but now I find it, it has become a platform for different other people. And then I wonder if there can be somebody who has got to regulate this uh, social media. Because if it's not a regulatory organization or whatever, then it's going to be so... You, I mean, uh, not, not, not a good thing. Sometimes I read things about people which I would never want to read about them. If Sakina wants to wants us to know about his head, then let her spread it. But sometimes it, I find it very much obscene. I wonder if it can be regulated, Sakina. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Martha D. Andrew, let me start with you. Uh, response to those comments, please. Um, well, I mean, a real basket of comments there. Um, I mean, I think um, I mean, the first point by the first caller saying there should be no policing. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, fantastic. You know, I mean, a wonderful, idyllic um, um, non-reality. I mean, I just don't think that, I mean, if you're creating a, a platform as a, as a serious kind of like news organization for people to 
contribute to that you can't kind of keep an eye on what's going on there. I mean, there are legal and constitutional um, there are bounds that we need to respect. I mean, um, you know, and you know, ethical considerations as well. You know, I mean, I think the second caller. I mean, for me, I mean, really kind of like highlights. I mean, I think the kind of issue that we've been grappling with. I mean, the fact that, you know the caller will associate um, comments on our site as part of some sort of like agenda, editorial agenda by uh, myself and my team. I mean, I think is is one of the problems that we've had. You know, is that I mean, people often are not able to kind of like kind of take that distance and understand that, you know, what people are commenting, you know, are contributing to um, a debate on your site is not, you know, part of your editorial offering. Um, and it's very important for us, you know, that like the experience that people have on the site as a whole is kind of consistent with, um, you know, what we're trying to uh, out there, you know. And, I mean, I think the third caller, you know, talking about regulation, well, I mean, you know, there's absolutely no way, my, you know, as a journalist I'm going to you know, um, sort of supporters sort of like, you know, regulatory uh, uh, sort of framework for social media for, for any other. I mean, we already do have, um, you know, an independence and co-regulatory uh, uh, system in place in South Africa through the Press Council and which is very soon moving to um, looking at uh, what's been published on digital platforms, you know, which I think will be more than adequate and possibly wouldn't be comfortable with, the, with any sort of statutory move um, further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, your response there, Wellington? Well, uh, Sakina, I think uh, Hassan did make a very good point that all views should be put on, on, onto the platform and it's important to have different views because that's what we want in a country as diverse as South Africa is this rainbow nation. What we need is to hear different views and different perspectives, but obviously that has to be done within the confines of the constitution and also ethical, uh, ethical boundaries. Um, but I think what's important to highlight is that user comments have a potential to benefit both the media Mm-hmm. and the users as well. The media on the basis that, one, they will have to, at least if they look at them, they get a sense or they may get a sense of what the interests of their users or their consumers are. And also on the part of the users, they might also get to be engaged and at least try to hold their own uh, media to account, which is a good thing, which is something that has the potential to improve quality which is the very same thing that News24 is also trying to achieve. So what is important perhaps to ask is whether removing this functionality would necessarily lead to improved quality aside from doing other things that perhaps may be much more important. Well, we are talking about uh, the uh, closing down of uh, some uh, spaces, at least online. Um, And we're asking, has freedom of speech gone too far online because of no policing? And this, of course, in light of uh, News 24 uh, closing its comment section from tomorrow. And we're in conversation with Andrew Trench, who is News 24's editor-in-chief, and also Wellington Radu, head of programs at um, Media Monitoring Africa. Well, uh, looking at... uh, some of your uh, comments are coming through and um, there this thing just threw me out of uh, my Twitter page there right now so unfortunately I can't go to them uh, we'll try and call them up again and uh, read some of those uh, comments that we have but then of course you know um, again you know you were talking Wellington about the positive 
and the negative aspects of uh, social media. But um, then the other issue that Hassan raised was the, the, uh, a point that uh, one of the uh, people who disagree uh, with this action has also raised, and uh, that is about basically the media is selective anyway in terms of what they put out there. So why would you want to then curtail you know, some of uh, the comments that are made? Look, that's a very important point, and, and I think... Every other media is guilty of that, whether they do have comments or they do not necessarily have comments because they make those decisions. News is about choice and the comments and the, the comments also are about essentially about choice. Um, and, 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 I, and I think, look, free expression does not necessarily put an obligation on a particular media to provide a platform to comment on, on things. Uh, it's their platform, as I said earlier, and um, it's up to them to decide. And the fact that all media, in fact, all media make those decisions, I think surely if you go by the fact that that stifles uh, free speech, then every other media is guilty of that. Well, let me read some of those comments. Um, uh, Julius Nkosi says, it's a travesty of justice for News24 to pull the plug on the comments as uh, the user comments helped expand on the article itself. And uh, King Damane says, you'd swear that those who complain about these comments that lead to the closing of the comment section are invited to read, actually. And then uh, Tobilium Puma says, uh, there are so many faceless cowards online who create accounts using fake names and not their real names and they insult other people if they disagree. Uh, Junior says uh, now, uh, well, uh, Junior's uh, talking about something else altogether. Um, Anon Cognito says, uh, keep the user comments free. It is an indicator of race relations in this democratic South Africa, and we are far from that idea of non-racialism. So those some of the comments that are coming through, we'll continue taking more calls and also reading more of those comments. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on big issues and the people behind them. So this morning on the forum, we ask, has freedom of speech online gone too far because of no policing? And um, let me read a few of those comments before I go back to the lines. Uh, this one here um, from Nkosing Pile Nkunu says, um, it's important to be responsible on what we say on public platforms. We can't hide behind freedom of speech. Justice for All says, black people are overly sensitive. Why give racists so much attention online? They don't affect me. And then a few others as well. Um, this one from Wandile Kuzwayo who says, Freedom of speech is necessary in our democracy, but News 24's commentary sparks hate speech and racism most of the time. Tabiso uh, Snowby Bokwe says, As an avid reader of News 24, I've stayed clear of the comments due to the hate speech from all races. Now, that's very interesting. Why would people think that what was being... Um, you know, uh, espoused on your platforms is hate speech, Andrew. Well, I, mean, I think, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, I think I would rather describe it as hateful. I mean, I think hate speech is a very particular legal definition. You would describe I mean, it as hate? Hateful speech, you know, rather than hate speech, which obviously has a very particular legal definition, you know. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, what, what people see on our platform is not unique to us, and I think... Um, I mean, if you go to other news sites around the country, you also see very, very extreme views, you know, being expressed by people. And I mean, I and I agree. I mean, I agree with the callers who say that, like, sometimes that this kind of bears very closely to, you know, something that I think is, you know, I mean, 
you know, that is kind of limited in our, you know, in constitutionally and in our free speech, you know, and I mean, which is precisely why we've decided to take a, you know, a different approach on this. And I mean, I think, I mean, in terms of the whys, I mean, I mean, if we look at the bigger reason of, of why this happens, um, as a global issue, I mean, there's actually a field of social psychology, I mean, that actually, um, you know, deals with this very issue, you know, they call it the uh, individuation. Um, and, you know, social psychologists have a, have a theory that says, um, you know, what you see in online comments is kind of like the same thing that you see when people come from an acts of road rage or, you know, a part of sort of, um, you know, football hooliganism at a, at a stadium. You know, this is, is an idea that, like, a sense of anonymity, you know, um, allows to kind of behave in a way and say things in a far more extreme than what they would say in ordinary civil society. And, um, you know, I mean, I think I mean, some of our comments illustrate that, tra- that trait. Mm. But, but but then uh, one could ask the question as to why this was allowed to go on uh, for so long and why is it now suddenly a problem? Why wasn't it a problem previously? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I mean it had been a problem. I mean, it's been a problem for, for years, you know. Um, you know, and we've tried to lean as far as possible, you know, in favor of, I mean, precisely the, the subject of this conversation, I mean, freedom of speech, you know. Um, and we try to accommodate views, even if we find them uncomfortable. You know, I mean, for us, if, I mean, if you weren't blaming somebody, if you weren't, I mean, literally, kind of like, um, you know, uh, exercising, you know, hate speech and inciting violence. Yeah, then we would give a lot of people to kind of say their thing. You know, um, and you know, in that kind of space between sort of like freedom of speech and you know the kind of constitutional limitations of it, I mean, people can say some pretty uncomfortable things. You know, mm. um, so you know, our view has been, well, you know, let people kind of say it, even if it is un uncomfortable for others and for ourselves. You know? But, I mean, as time has gone on, we've decided, oh, no, you know, actually, I think we need to kind of give us a little bit more sort of editorial shape. You know? but, but, but listen to what Spivo and KZN has to say. He says, even this very debate about online freedom is a threat to our liberties. Freedom should, uh, should have never been too much. And comments on radio, like what is happening right now on SAFM, are censored. So, so, so what do you make of that, uh, um, Wellington? Whew, look, the, 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 this debate has the potential to polarize, as I had, say, as I had said earlier. Um, and I think we need, to be, we need to be nuanced on those things. So if you look at, let me take you back a little bit. If you look at the decision that News24 took, I think it's, it's a pragmatic decision. Because as they have said, they're dealing with more than 5,000 comments. Mm. On a daily basis, right? And given the financial crisis our media industry is in, it might be practically impossible to moderate all those comments. And by moderate, I don't mean censoring the comments, but essentially looking at them and saying, these are the comments that you guys are putting, and the ones that have a potential, that are potentially, or the, that potentially lean towards hate speech or potentially are unethical are tagged so that at least the user could see that, you know what, if I want to read these comments, I should be prepared to see potentially strong views. Now, now, now that's the point. You say strong views. Because I would think that if it did cross the line over to hate speech, then uh, you would not put that on, would you, Andrew? You wouldn't allow that to go onto the site. Yeah, well, I mean... uh well, I mean, first of all, I mean, at the moment we don't pre-moderate comments, so you know things get published um, straight through the sites, um, and then they are flagged if they're considered to be inappropriate, or um, up until such time as that we come see them and think that they're 
um, crossing the boundaries and take them down. You know? So, you know, I mean, I mean, it's also one of the reasons why we don't pre-moderate, you know, because, I mean, there's a legal liability around that, you know. So, you know, so the, the platform at the moment is, you know, comments are published, they are reviewed, they're flagged by the community, considered to be um, crossing the line, get taken down. You know, and, I mean, because there isn't any pre-publication moderation, um, you know, a lot of very strong views um, are out there. Let me go back to the lines, 891 uh, The question uh, we are asking this morning is uh, whether the uh, comment section online, whether um, freedom of speech online has gone too far uh, because of no policing. Uh, let's speak to Pumelela in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Uh, all I want to say is the decision by New 24 is not only... The, the the correct one, but it's all it's also the most responsible one. Uh, however, I, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed that it has taken them this far, this long, to get to this decision because there's been a lot of uh, unhappiness from a lot of people about the comments on 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 their media platform. Um, what 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 people forget to to understand is that. As much as there's, 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 there's a freedom of speech, however, it comes with responsibility, right? Um, one can can actually use um, go after News 24 because they they basically an accessory to crime. As much as people have their freedom to to, to comment and express themselves, they cannot be. Um, cannot have hate speech. Hate speech could constitute an assault. If someone decides to sue, they could use Media Foot 24 as an, uh, they could go after Media 24 as an accessory to, 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 to the assault. All right. So uh, it, it, it's a very responsible move by Media 24. Thank you so much there, uh, Pumelela in Cape Town. And, um, of course, uh, Kumba Glumbi Lamini agrees with you, saying that uh, freedom of speech will be protected if it is used responsibly. For every right, there lies a corresponding responsibility. Let's hear from Felix in Alspreet. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Yeah. Actually, I don't think there should be a curtailment to the freedom of speech. Actually, if you hate me so much and you want me dead, why can't you express that to me? Actually, I want you to be able to express that to me so that I will be able to know how to relate to you. Because why would you keep what is in your mind, in your mind, not expressing it out? How am I supposed to engage with you if I don't know what is on your mind? Because I really don't know how you think. I cannot, I cannot control that. The only way I can engage with you is if you are able to freely express yourself to me even if you hate me so much that you want me dead so that i will be able to explain to you that i am this i am i am not that and i love you so much and i'll be able to use my love to show your hatred so i really don't know where why anybody should curtail the freedom of speech why should anyone curtail the freedom of speech i don't know all right that's uh, felix announced with his views tapelo in bethlehem good morning Yes, ma'am. Uh, I also agree with the sentiments of the fellow that the, the man that has uh, spoken uh, before me. Uh, I think it's the best way so that, that we are able to get uh, how other people are still thinking, especially when it comes to the race issue.
it also gives us a chance to know that uh, the struggle still continues, the struggle to emancipate ourselves uh, against racism, especially coming from the white people. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tapelo in Bethlehem. Let me read a few of uh, these uh, SMSs. This one, unsigned, says, This attack on whites and Afrikaners has gone too far. Thank you, News24, for alternative reporting to the government mouthpiece. And then um, uh, Jonas Masinga in Imalathleni says, Hi, SK. Uh, they just want to silence the good uh, journalism like apartheid, Finnish, and Klar. Uh, Stefano says, I'm glad they've turned off the comments. People used it to say horrible things uh, they wouldn't dare say to someone's face and they're not gutsy enough to engage themselves in society properly. Vusi says Sakina, as long as our leaders behave themselves, they won't have to worry about criticism. Uh, Eddie in Wurdendalsra says, someone tagged me in a post uh, so insulting to me uh, and those who know me. Uh, yes, uh, some people are taking a long journey on this one. And then uh, just a few others as well. But, but you know, I, I want to touch on this issue of, you know, people talking about comments that are insulting, comments that are offensive. Now, that does not equate to hate speech, Andrew. No, absolutely, you know. Um, I mean, that's the point I was making earlier. I mean, I think there's quite a clear definition of, what's, of what hate speech is, you know. But I mean, but I think what people have to appreciate as well is that, you know, as a news organisation, um, you know, we're entitled to kind of take a view on what we think is appropriate uh, to our platform. You know, I mean, just as a, a print newspaper editor, as I've been, you know, we'll decide, you know, what's an appropriate letter to publish. You know, I mean, I think it's quite, I mean, it's, it's certainly, you know, within our kind of realm to kind of look at our platform and say, you know, we actually don't want um, to kind of have a space where people are yelling at each other and, and insulting each other and whatnot. Sure, there's people's speech. I absolutely support it. You know, but I also support, you know, I mean, our prerogative to kind of take a, um, an editorial uh, view, you know, of our brand and our, our platform. And so I absolutely support your right to kind of be insulting to someone else as long as it doesn't, you know, cross the line. But I'm also going to say I don't want that to be happening, you know, in my home or on my platform. Wellington? Look, um, I think a number of a number of things. So Pumela let's talk about uh, News24 being responsible for the content that's on their side. And I think that's a very important point. Um, and when it then amounts to hate speech, then it becomes problematic. They could be held liable uh, to at least promoting such, such content. But I think as a nation, and we were discussing this uh, during the break, as a nation, I think we need to appreciate that sometimes they can be offensive uh, comments and they can be insulting. Unlike in other countries where there are insult laws, I mean, in this country, in a democracy, we should at least try to stretch free speech, but again within the confines of the Constitution and ethical principles. Let me read a few more comments here. This one says, uh, where does censorship start and end? A Christian Facebook post declares Sticky's toys by pick and pay to be demonic. Clearly, they can't ever offer proof, but they can spook the weak-minded. Um, this one from Bangizwe uh, Nkosi in Kabokweni says, Sakina, freedom of speech has of late become feardom of speaking. 
Um, and this one, um, Forum uh, New, uh, News 24 uh, took a good decision because racists and haters were hiding behind false identity to insult others. Uh, this is not curtailing freedom of expression at all. Rights come with responsibilities. Another one, uh, News 24 was for racist whites. I'm glad they removed this comment section. In fact, it's actually very late. And Kevin says, Sakina, I used to believe in the Rainbow Nation of Mandela until I started reading the comment section on News 24. The racism there is suffocating, says uh, Kevin. Jenny is calling us, and uh, Janine rather, I should say. Janine, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good, good morning. Um, I'm just very interested in the uh, conversation that's going on. And I'm calling on behalf of the uh, Foreman Publication Board. And as you know, we've embarked on public engagements to uh, just, we've drafted the online regulation policy to tackle exactly the issues that are actually you're discussing, Uh, freedom of speech, uh, incitement of hatred of speech online, etc. And, you know, we've been advocating that the online space should and must be monitored, if you will. And this is a classic case of how we're going to proceed as these issues continue to play uh, the South African sort of um, discourse, if you will, around mm. And I can't help but wonder, you know, whether, um, because, um, and this is just in my mind, something that's playing around. It seems as though at times uh, we as a South African nation looking at this particular matter, that uh, sometimes, you know, we want to have our cake and eat it. And, and, And we are not shy to selectively apply. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, certain civil liberties. And wouldn't it go a long way to basically start with educating the nation um, about our constitution first and foremost and what exactly the rights are that we enjoy under this? I think you've hit the nail on the head. Um, To go back to the reason for the policy, we're advocating a sort of a dual uh, approach to this in terms of classification and regulation. We cannot do it on our own. And the FCB does and has gone on a massive education drive to engage South Africans about the importance of this and how it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. We working with industry, we have to work with civil society, we have to work with schools and teachers. You know, everybody needs to play their role. And we can't be selective about this. We need some sort of uniformity. But everybody has a go-to to say at least these are the guidelines. And that's what we're advocating in the policy. We know it's a vast space. We know it's a tough task. But we have to start because here is a classic case of hatred speech just snowballing online. And what are we doing about it? We need something in place. And it is not an attack on freedom of expression, which uh, certain civil society groups have said. Uh, It is, in fact, what we believe the opposite is actually trying to balance this. So, 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 uh, what's your personal view on this move by News Twenty Four? Well, I can't give a personal view, um, <laughs> you know, because we we're we're a public entity, but we feel that this is a classic case. Have they been monitoring the space and rather letting the comments go out of control? You know, had there been some sort of system in place, I think we would have this would have been mitigated. Janine, thank you so much. Uh, Janine calling us there from the Film and Publication Board. Leanne um, Maimela on Twitter asked the same question that uh, Janine just posed uh, lastly there. Uh, Andrew, she says, why did it take you so long to make this decision? Um, Because it's a very hard decision to make, you know. I mean, mean, for 
you know, an organisation that really prides itself on on freedom of speech and encouraging freedom of speech, you know, having to take a decision that you know some might see as um, as limiting them in some way, although I don't agree, because I mean we do, do provide uh, plenty of opportunity for people to to still contribute. And you know, that's why I took on. You know, I mean, there was a lot of debate, and this is not the kind of thing that you sort of wake up one morning and you know say, "Oh, I've got a great idea. Let's let's build comments." I mean, I mean, there's a conversation that uh, predates my arrival. At least 24 by several years, you know, and I mean, over the last uh, uh, nine months or so, I mean, I, you know, there's been dozens of conversations and very kind of like vigorous and you know, lively debates in our own organisation about you know what's the correct um, path to take. Well, uh, Kailitha Kumalo says closing the comment section by Media uh, 24 uh, won't be bad. We are all still a polarised nation, and the platform is abused. Let's hear Karim's views. He's calling us from Durban. Good morning, Karim. Hello, Sakina. Good morning. How are you? Well, thanks. And you? Good morning to your panel, Sakina. Sakina, the comment I want to make quickly is we have to begin from government. You know, you see this circus in Parliament that goes on all the time. And uh, I'm not going to name a particular race party that does it, but they use the race card all the time. They use the, the, the color, color issue. They do. They they pick on the, the they pick on the president. They pick on people in parliament. I think the the, the general public also uh, gets a cue from there because you know hate speech is not hate speech. I mean, you can make a comment on the radio. There's nothing wrong about trying to view your opinion about certain things. But I think what should be done is mustn't try and use a particular person and name the person. And I think the sad part of South Africa at the moment, it's very sad. 20 years after democracy, everything that we do is they use the race card. There is no race card. We are South Africans. Don't bring people of individual color into the picture or mention Indian colored white. We are all South Africans. And I think the beginning point is Parliament. Parliament has become a big circus where... The, uh, the hate speech is so common, I'm telling you it's common, that the layman listening to the, the, the view on Parliament get the cue from them and say, well, if they can do it, why can't we do it? There's nothing wrong with the, with the public forum, the radio. We can all make our comments. We all are different. You might have a different view. I might have. But please, I beg people who are listening, people who are commenting, do not use the race card and create hate among people. Let's live as one unity one people of South Africa and make this a beautiful country to live in. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Karim. And of course, uh, many more comments coming through. But uh, Wellington, uh, maybe you can come in there. Look, uh, I think this is this has been an interesting discussion, actually. Um, but I think, and it, it should be encouraged. Uh, but I think to limit it to just free speech and hate speech might be problematic because I do not necessarily think that that solves the problems that we as a country face Mm. and particularly the the media crisis issues around quality issues around diversity and to assume that the the solutions that we are putting up whether it's 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 looking at regulation as the fpb has um, has said and i'm glad they did call in because i think the current online regulations are are fundamentally flawed um and for the reason that I do not necessarily think that they solve the problem that they intend to solve, because to solve that problem, you need a whole bunch of things, education around constitutionalism, um, issues around giving people the means and the ways to articulate issues online, because if you look at uh, digital or internet access, it's, it's, it's appalling in some parts of 
of our country and to exclude the majority of people on those platforms is another is another thing so i think it's great that we're having this discussion but i think we need to be asking the harder questions and those harder questions are around how do we take our country forward in a scenario where a lot of the things are deteriorating and we're not having those discussions well, and um, also someone asking about, uh, you know, how is this going to make a difference? Uh, I, in fact, I found the tweet here. Uh, Nyakalo says, um, I don't see what difference this is going to make uh, when you still have a Facebook page where similar hateful comments are open. Andrew? Yeah, I mean, Facebook is a great challenge, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not our platform, you know, it's, it's on Facebook. You know, um, as a I mean, media organisation, you have to be there. That's where your where your readers and your your audience is at. Um, you know, we do um, you know um, uh, push our, our our policies of what we consider acceptable on Facebook um, on our page. Um, it's very difficult to regulate, and far more easy to kind of regulate on um, and monitor and uh, and and so on on our own on our own platform. Um, you know, we just have to, you know, monitor our Facebook page as closely as practically possible, you know, but it's, you know, it really is a, you know, a platform that belongs to someone else and the tools that are available to us are provided by, you know, by that entity. I mean, there's, I mean, there's not so much we can do. Well, uh, let me just read the last few messages here. Um, uh, Buzwe Bake says, uh, that comment is spot on. The oneness and reconciliation campaign does have an element of being a farce. Also, Wandile Kuzwayo, who says, pity it is not uh, only News24 that have distasteful comments. Uh, there are others, Times Live, Sowetan, someone mentions IOL. Uh, Tommy says, it took them this long to make a decision because more races are coming out of the woodwork and becoming bold. And, uh, you know, just a few others as well. Uh, uh, Unati Kwaza says, I know... Uh, who I am as a black person, where I come from and where I'm going. Why should I worry about racists? Uh, Tsepi Samokwena says there's, some, uh, there's sometimes a lot of abuse and bullying and it has to be regulated. Brian Punyane says, uh, yes, I think freedom of speech has been taken too far. Some people even talk just for the sake of talking, uh, even if they offend others. And um, I'm Tabiso Tefo says the comment section of News 24 has been very racist and derogatory to say the least. And I'm happy that they are closing it down. And Mzed says... I don't understand why News24 is pulling the plug on comments as it makes us engage more on uh, the articles that they actually put out. So those are your comments. Thanks to you. Thanks to our guests this morning. And thanks to the production team for making sure it all went out loud and clear. Back with you tomorrow. Up next is the news with Kumbuzile Tabete.